monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello, and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G., and joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. Merry Christmas, love. Merry Christmas. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm okay. I'm a little, I'm feeling a little under the weather. I have a wee bit of a, a cough, a little tickle in the back of my throat, but I have been tested for the disease and I do not have it. Yay. Yes, so I am, I am COVID free since 03. Um, but, uh, I'm, yeah, little, 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 my voice is a little, little deeper tenor to it. A little, Ooh, little timber. Deep. Hello, I shot a man in Reno, <laughs> and I rode a train. Anyhow, um, <clears throat> welcome to the Christmas episode of the Bride of the Creature podcast. Christmas special. Merry, happy. <laughs> uh, and in honor of Christmas. We The picked. holiday season. We watched two science fiction slash horror Christmas specials of of days of yore. Right. One of which, very much in line with my uh, sensibilities, was the Twilight Zone episode, The Night of the Meek, episode 47 of the Twilight Zone. And also, uh, much more your speed, although I'm also a fan, we watched the second episode of the first season of Tales from the Crypt from 1989, and all through the house. Cool, eh? Yes. So, which one do you want to start with? The older one. The Night of the Meek. Yeah. So, obviously this is... I mean, if you've seen it, it's not horror. No. At but all. It but it is sci-fi. It's, it's science fiction. It's very nice. So I'm surprised you like it. You don't like nice things. The only time I like sentimental things, really, is at Christmas. Oh, I like, like it you with your Christmas big Grinch heart. I also just really like the Twilight Zone, and that helps. So, like, if ever you wanted to make me watch something that's very sentimental, if you'd have, like, a cigarette smoking rods uh, certainly come up and be like, consider if you will, then I'd be more into it. All right. So the premise of this uh, little Twilight Zone special is uh, a horrible drunken bum who is play- who is hired to be a Santa Claus in the department store uh, is a huge drunk. He's just a in his big Santa old drunk, suit. Drinking, drinking heavily. And the reason he's such a drunk... So basically this episode is all about how it's okay to be a horrible drunk so long as you're just sad that no one has Christmas spirit. Yeah, it was just, he was sad at the state of the world. Everything sucks and there's no, there's no reason not to be drunk because things is bad. Right. So it's Christmas Eve, poor Henry, a down and out fellow, dressed in a Santa Claus suit, spending his last few dollars on a sandwich and six drinks at the neighborhood bar. Six drinks now, it set you back. This was 1959. And it set him back and broke him. So he uh, he talks about how if he had only one wish, he'd like to see the meek inherit the earth. Oh, it's such a... So anyway, he, um, he gets fired from being a, a huge drunk as I mean, a Santa Claus. That's fair. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, I get he's the hero, but like I don't really want my kid sitting on this Santa Claus. Yeah. He's dirty. He's shabby. So, uh, oh, oh, here His we go. Oh, I'm going to cough. I apologize. Excuse me, scraggly old beard. So he stumbles out into the into the streets, like the dirty bum he is, and he finds himself a big old burlap sack, and he hears some sleigh bells jingling, jangling, 
And he opens up. It's a burlap sack full of empty cans. But when he trips over it now, it's filled with gift-wrapped packages. He starts giving them away. And somehow the bag is giving whomever asks for something anything that they ask for. He's so happy. He's handing out presents to kids. And he goes to uh, like a... Kind of like a, well, it's like a mission house. So it's you remember in uh, Guys and Dolls, they have that like the Salvation. I do Salvation not remember oh, that right. movie except for that I hated it. It's it's you know you're wrong with that. It's a mission house. Um, so it's like a, wrong. A, a nun who's like, oh, come in here, quit drinking and being bums and Jesus, what have you. Right. And he starts handing out more and more gifts and, and all that. And she thinks right? that he's stolen them. Yeah, she's like, oh, this fucker, he's been stealing this shit. I better go get Officer Flaherty. <laughs> so Officer Flaherty takes him downtown. And uh, reaches into the bag of stolen goods, and s- but all he finds is some empty cans and a cat. I really garbage. liked that there was a cat in the bag. He's they like, like, oh, this is all garbage. They consider this like <laughs> poor cat garbage. Well, to be fair, he's a pretty uh, mangy cat. But it's just a little kitty cat. He's garbage. Um, <laughs> so like the uh, the the. Oh, Mr. Dundee is the guy. He's the guy who fired him from the department yeah, store, and he gets brought down he's because they assume but he's really they, just Piglet. He's, yes, Mr. Dundee is in fact played by the gentleman who was the voice of Piglet in the Winnie the Pooh Disney films, yes. um, uh, whose name and I, I he does have one. Um, <laughs> why is it not? What the fuck is it? Where does it say John Field Fiddler? Yeah, he's also in Twelve Angry Men. Watch him not be the... Yeah, he was, but okay, good. Um, but he's like, oh, you wasted my time bringing me down here to the station. There's nothing in this bag but garbage until Henry starts pulling stuff out, and there it is. He And all that Mr. Dundee wanted for Christmas was like a bottle of liquor. And he was just so happy. <laughs> he was like, oh, well, would you look at that? It's sherry brandy, vintage 1903. And uh, so he gets set free to go out and continue giving out gifts until midnight until when the bag is empty. At midnight, because it's like a pumpkin situation. And what did Henry want more than anything? Well, we haven't got there yet. Oh, okay. We're still talking about Dun- uh, Dundee wanted the liquor. Right. Um, he also, he sees Bo this Bandy. guy, Bert gives him, a, he gives him a pipe and a smoking jacket. I'm like, what the fuck is that dirty bum going to do with a pipe and a smoking jacket? He's going to wear it and smoke his pipe. I get, well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Ask a silly question. Uh, but then he goes, oh, but but Corwin, you haven't received a gift yourself. And he goes, oh, if I had my choice of any gift at all, I think I'd wish I could do this every year. And so he goes back to the alley where he first found the bag, and there he finds an elf sitting on a large sleigh held by reindeer waiting for him. His wish has come true, and now he's the real Santa Claus, and... Off they go in the sleigh, and then meanwhile, Flaherty and Dundee are now staggering out of the police station. Drunk. Drunk on all the, the cherry brandy, but filled with Christmas spirit. And they look up in the sky, and they hear the sleigh bells, and in, as Wikipedia puts it, in Flaherty's words, Dig as life in a sleigh with reindeer, sitting next to an elf, ascended into the night sky. And so then they go back to Flaherty's house to have some hot coffee with brandy, and well, thank God for miracles, Flaherty, and they're probably going to bang too. <laughs> And seem, good for them. Why not? It did seem that way. Hey, let them have their fun. It's Christmas. It was a very sweet story. I mean, you know from like the second he finds the bag, I'm like, oh, he's going to become the real Santa. That's nice. Yeah. But it's just like, oh. I do like that the bag becomes garbage for like... Anybody else. Like being... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was if you're like a bad, like you're mean spirited, it's garbage. Oh, I suppose, but it's for anybody and if else. You're, really. if it's you're only him who has yeah, presents. Yeah, that's it. true. Because he's the one who's going to be Santa. Because he's oh, if only the world wasn't such a shitbag. And he gets to be. He gets Santa. to be Santa, and it's very nice. It's very sweet. Is there's, there's next to nothing to it. 
but it's just sweet. Uh, I, I enjoy this one a great deal. Um, it was written by Rod Serling, directed by Jack Smite, who directed um, a few of these episodes. Art Carney plays the, the main character. He was uh, on the Honeymooners. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I just... I just like that one. It's just nice. I watch it most Christmases. It's it's a, it's a nice one. This is my first time seeing it, and I really liked watching it. Yeah, it's it it's you. like in no way is it one of the better Twilight Zones, but it's nice Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Merry Christmas to all. So then we go into not so nice. Nicole's speed. We watched Tales from the Crypt, episode two, and all through the house, directed by. When did this one come out? Nineteen eighty nine. Directed Love by. Love a good eighties horror. Directed by Robert Zemeckis of Back to the Future fame, among other things. He also uh, was written by Fred Decker, who directed Night of the Creeps and Monster Squad. He also wrote uh, and co-wrote, he co-wrote and directed RoboCop 3, which is the bad RoboCop, but Fred Decker is cool. <laughs> I so, didn't yeah. know that there was more than one RoboCop. There was three, and two of them were pretty good. <laughs> All right. There's actually four if you count the remake. So when this show started, like, it was... A pretty big deal. It has a lot of like big names who wrote and directed on it, like Walter Hill, Robert Zemeckis, Richard Donner, Arnold Schwarzenegger directed an episode no in season way. two. Yeah, so like it was like a big deal. That's it was funny. an early um, HBO situation as well. So the premise of this one: Mary Ellen Trainer is a greedy, philandering housewife who kills her second husband, Marshall Bell. Now remember, I was like, I recognize Marshall Bell so much. He was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two. He's in Stand by Me. He's in a bunch of movies. Oh. You'd see him, you'd go, oh, that guy. That guy's in all kinds of stuff. For example, Nightmare on Home Street 2, Stand By Me. He's kind of a shithead. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He's just like, even, ah. Even his stepdaughter just calls him by his name, which I'm forgetting now. She's like, bye, Patrick. Eh, whatever your name. Yeah, anyway. So she kills him with a fire poker, just like bashes his, stabs him in the top of the he's head like, with it. He's like, give me the fire poker. I like, you want it? I give it to you. Yeah, she's delightfully unhinged. Yeah. And so she skewers him. And she's like, all right, now let's just get rid of the body and everything will be fine. So she wraps it up. and It was really out. funny because she's like this little woman trying to pull this big man. In her like evening gown. Yeah. Him, dragging him outside. <clears throat> and um, so she's dragging him to try and dump him down the well, all right? And then she, also first she phones, like you get her, she gets the voicemail of her like dickhead boyfriend saying, I did it. I killed him. I'm like, so you're going to go all the trouble to hide the body, but you're going to like admit to killing your husband on a voicemail? Come on. Yeah, it wasn't very smart. She's very dumb. But as she's dragging him outside, she doesn't hear on the radio that there's an escaped psychotic killer from the old crazy house down the road. But this is one of my favorite tropes in anything ever is the escape mental patient. You will like a lot of Tales from the Crypt comics. That's like, um, that was also my favorite part in the... Um, Tiny Toons adventure oh, yeah, how movie. How I spent my summer vacation. Yes, yeah. the escape mental patient. And where the heck is Plucky? I just, I love it so much. But probably mm-hmm. that was probably my first like time seeing that trope was in the Tiny oh, Toons yeah, one. Probably, right? And it's just something I love a lot. So uh, yeah, so she doesn't hear that this mental patient dressed up as Santa Claus has been going around killing women. And he's played by Larry Drake, who was in Darkman and Darkman 2, and he was on L.A. Law and won two Emmys for that. L.A. Law was a big show. He looked so good as Scary Santa Claus. Did you know one of the other main actors on L.A. Law played the, spoiler alert, the killer in the first season of Veronica Mars? Remember the dad? Yeah. That guy. He was on L.A. Law. I didn't know that. Well, now you do. L.A. Law was also a TV show that you've never heard of, (laughs) but it was very popular at the time. Uh, so anyway, she uh, he shows up with an axe and starts menacing her. 
menacing. She's, she's very menacing. Uh, but then she goes, I've got one of those great ideas like you read about. I'm going to call the 5-0 and say, oh, he's here and he killed my husband. Yeah, and then she's like by herself like, oh, it wasn't me, officers. It was Santa. It was Santa. But her daughter, who is sleeping upstairs, is very excited for Santa Claus she to show up. She wants Santa to come to her house. Yeah. And so she opens her window, and there she sees a deranged, fucked up, evil-looking Santa. With, like, blood on him, and she's like, yeah. oh, it's Santa. Because she's dumb as shit. And she's she like, come here, Santa. She takes after her mother. Yes, they're very stupid. So uh, they, she thinks she's locked Santa out, <coughs> excuse me, and called the 5-0. But, uh, you know, the, of course, the great twist ending, it's not even a twist, but this is pretty much what you expect. She gets into the living room and then you hear, Mommy, look, I he couldn't get in the house, but I let him in. And then she screams, No! For what seems like an hour. And the Santa just smiles creepily. Yeah. Doesn't he say something? Oh, you naughty? Or, or nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so obviously he's going to murder her. So there's, again, this is a, a special that has nothing to it whatsoever, but Boy, oh boy, is it ever a good time. the set design, all yeah. the little details it's of, great. like, the Christmas decorations. It it was really fun. Mary Ellen Trainer plays a fantastic, over-the-top, like, horrible, murderous scumbag. Yes. Like, she's... It's just great to watch. There's never a moment where you feel anything resembling... Even when, like, her daughter is being menaced by a killer and she's trapped in the closet trying to get out to save her daughter, you're never rooting for her. <laughs> like, that's, they did such a good job nailing the tone that you never hope she succeeds. Yeah. Like, you're just like, yeah, great, Santa Claus, kill this horrible person. He looks, Merry Christmas. He looks creepy, though. Like, yeah. I think they did such a good job of making him look scary. It's bizarre to me that this first aired in June. <laughs> Like, I mean, but, like, I mean, yeah. you can't, I mean, you did a Christmas special as your second episode, so what were you thinking, what were you, what was going to happen, but like, I just... It's a strong episode. <clears throat> very, very much. I, and for some reason, I always think it's the first episode. Like, I in my head, it's so the pilot, too. but it's not. The it's man the second who was death was the first one. Yeah, the William one. Sadler one. That's actually also a really good one. I don't remember that yeah, one. Yeah, he's a prison executioner who gets laid off and starts killing um, people who uh, are suspected <laughs> murder suspects who got off. Oh, it's kind of like yeah. Dexter. I, I guess, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, sure. And so, just for uh, the uh, the sake of being a, a nerd here, this episode, this story is based on a story from Vault of Horror number 35. Do we have it? Uh, yeah, probably. I've got oh, cool. several of the Vault of Horrors down there. I think. I'm sure I have some of them, don't I? Yeah, there's two. Probably it's in there, yeah. You have two, have one, and two. No, I have so... one, two, and three. I can see three from here. Oh. It's beside two. Oh, the font is different. Mm -hmm. Why? Because after that one, um, the publisher was, uh, I forget the name of the gemstone, and then Dark Horse got the license, so that's why it switches to a oh. different... So it's similar, but like a slightly different trade dress because Dark Horse is on the spine because they see. took over the publication. Oh. Yeah, so <clears throat> a bit of a short episode this time. There's it is the holidays. We about. haven't wrapped any presents. It's Christmas Eve. We have a newborn. We do! Do you want to make your podcast debut here? Breathe into this microphone. Say something cute. <laughs> she's sleeping. Yeah. Well, she's very sweet. Uh, this is daughter of creature here. Uh, yes. Yeah, so she's sleeping in your arms. So we have to go wrap various presents, sundry presents. And there's actually there's really not a lot to talk about with either of these. No, we needed just... a break. One is a nice one. One naughty is nice. And and nice. <laughs> oh my god. We, we should have done it the other order. We thought the same thing. Well, no. End on the naughty. Yeah, let's no, end on some naughty. No, mm -hmm. let's get another baby up in this joint. Okay, we're done with let's this. Get, now. I'll get my Santa Claus hat on. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit on my knee. Oh 
my god, Joey, no. Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> I've also got this cold. It's a little bit of a tickle oh my in my god. throat. <clears> throat> can you, can you hear that? Uh, can you hear that? Stop that. <clears throat> When she was pregnant, she was sitting in our bed, oh and she was all congested because she was pregnant, and she's going, <laughs> can you hear that? <laughs> and I said, yes. <laughs> anyway. It was very annoying. You were, it was. Me, and it, everything. Ah, <laughs> uh, you weren't annoying, you were lovely. Now you're annoying, though. Well, anyway. <clears throat> oh, we should reveal what the next movie is. You, It's your pick next I month. I know. I'm so excited. So this year, I've wanted to do these movies for a long time. And they finally... Well, oh. yeah. But we're only going to do the first one. Because oh, okay. there's three of them. But they, for a long time, it was really hard to get a hold of. But um, uh, what do you call it? That company, What Makes the Blu-rays that I like. Not Criterion. The other one. Arrow. Arrow Video put out a box set of the, all three of them. So we're going to watch the first in the Yokai Monsters trilogy. That's right. I'm back on my bullshit. We're watching a 60s Japanese movie. Woo! We're watching Yokai Monsters 100 Monsters, aka Yokai Hyaku Monogatari. Literally 100 Yokai Tales, a 1968 Japanese fantasy horror film directed by Kimiyoshi Yasuda. The and, poster uh, looks fun. Yeah, it's going to have all these cool Yokai in it. Uh, there was a, a not so much yokai a remake. Yokai means monster? Kind of. Okay. Yes, it does, but it's not just. Uh, yeah. If you want, I will go into detail when we do the yes, episode. Yes, please but, do. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to watching this. Um, and uh, that is the end of that. So join us at the end of January for that one. We'll be watching that. And so until next year, because it's the end of the year. That, it's the yeah. last episode of 2021, a.k.a. soon it will be the 25th month of 2020. I saw that online. I was like, oh, it's cute because 2020 was so bad. And they're like, oh, 2021 was just like 2020 part two. And it's just going to keep going. Yeah, basically forever. Wow. So we're not aging anymore. That's nice. Uh, until next year, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. Y'all have a merry, scary Christmas. Kissy, kissy. Yeah. But seriously, can you hear that? <clears throat> Try scratching. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With the angelic hearts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Christ the highest heaven adore.